Hey you guys, hope you're well. I just wanted to take this opportunity and let you know about our amazing new business scalability scorecard. So have you ever wondered if, you've, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you want to grow and scale the business but not sure how, and you're looking for some advice and you're looking for some strategies about how you could effectively grow and scale your business, well, this is your opportunity. We have actually created an amazing uh, business scalability scorecard. It takes you around seven to eight minutes, and at the end of that, it will actually create a report of all of the things that you're doing particularly well in and the things that you need to make improvements to your business. And uh, it's a great tool and a great asset for your business. To get free access to that, go to bit.ly forward slash business hyphen scalability hyphen scorecard. Go there, go now. Take care, see you soon. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody. It's great to be on here. I just wanted to kind of jump on here really, really quickly, actually, before I introduce our fantastic fantastic guest for today you know it's been really interesting actually i wanted to share a quick win with you if if that's okay actually well first of all a couple of real big things we're working on a, a really amazing new book right now it's based on the concept of game changers we haven't come up with a title yet so you'll just have to wait and see because honestly, who we're uh, working with in terms of rock star collaborators, they're absolutely thought leaders in their own right, and they're absolutely fantastic people and such. And here's the thing, right? When you see the best in people, and they don't yet kind of understand why the opportunity and that kind of stuff, and it's like, hmm, that's interesting, right? But listen, when you see what other people don't see, like for me, I'm a visionary, right? I like to see in the future, but I'm also very intuitive. I like to I get a good feel for people. And that's okay, you know, at the end of the day, that, that's okay. So we're here to do the show. We're here to have fun. We're here to have a conversation more than anything else. So our guest is all the way from uh, Chicago, Illinois. I was actually introduced to this gentleman through a mutual friend of ours called Dr. Steve Talman, and he lives over in New England, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He's probably watching this thinking, no, not New England. Oh, my God, it's probably New Hampshire. Anyway, <laughs> and Steve is such a wonderful person. Uh, we've actually had Steve on, on the Game Changers Experience, actually. We had some great conversations, me and Steve, and he's also introduced us to guests tonight. I'm excited about today, I really am, and about where these conversations are going to go because there's this particular subject that we're going to be talking about today, which is really trending. And I mean, really trending. And for me, I have a real big fascination of around human psychology. I mean, I've studied human science, more sports psychology, but kind of understanding of what, what, how people tick and why people think the way they do and challenging a belief system, which is fantastic. But what we're going to be talking about today is with a gentleman um, who's um, actually um, doing a lot of stuff in the corporate world and using neuroscience to help improve um, employee engagement. And he's found some fat.
awareness and the employee engagement, which is really unheard of. Um, I mean, there's some great, uh, there's some great, um, I suppose, research out there. And uh, he's really kind of um, kicking ass, if you like, um, in educating a lot of our businesses that are out there, especially during these times, which is kind of cool. So um, he's a speaker. He's a facilitator. He's a wonderful person. And uh, please uh, bring to the stage Mr. Don Sandals. <laughs> what a wonderful introduction. Good to see you, Adam. Good to see you as well, Don. How's it going? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I hope it's been a great day for you. My day is only half over. Your, your day is trending toward twilight. So, um, boy, I hope it was a great day for you. It was. It was a pretty good day. I, 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 I've, um, I've been, we've been, as we, as we know, we've been working on some, some projects and things like yeah. that. And, uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, literally just crazy and, uh, just so much going on right now, which is, which is great. It's kind of cool. I like it. It's good. And, uh, you know, and uh, things like that. So uh, you're, you're, not listen, I, person, you're not the type of person, Adam, to let uh, grass grow underneath your feet. I know there's a bunch of things going on, but you wouldn't have it any other way. But I mean, here's the thing, right? If you know me, Dom, right? I don't like to sit still, right? Listen, <laughs> you probably yeah. heard it before, right? I'm just, I'm the type of guy that's got like ants in his pants, right? He's, he's like a, he's, he's, he's got like a twitch, right? Or, or, he, or he fidgets yeah. a lot. That's, <laughs> and that's so, and that is that is part of the reason for your success and that is part of the reason why why you've accomplished all that you've accomplished and part of that is just that energy level of yours appreciate it appreciate it well listen um well i i'm excited about today i'm really excited about today yeah. and i'm so glad you're with us today and and it's interesting because i know that you've um you've done a lot of stuff in the hr world haven't you don in in the previous in your previous career and things like that and kind of yeah. transition corporate and stuff and I mean, yeah. now you run your own business and stuff. I mean, talk us a little bit about that, you know, your experience in corporate and, and why you started, you know, I suppose kind of moving into what you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I loved it. I spent, and this is always hard to say, Adam, but I've spent over 30 years in the corporate world and, and I really loved it. Um, and usually I, I was running leadership development, right? And that usually reported to to the, the, the head of HR. Um, yeah. And I absolutely loved it, but there are so many things that I learned and I was interested in as I was as I was growing in my own field. And it just made sense, you know, when you are running leadership development, at some point you kind of have this dream, you have this idea that at some point you're gonna run your own show. And I was just lucky, man. I found the perfect topic for me because, because what I wasn't going to do, Adam, is I wasn't just going to be another one of those leadership development guys. There's tens of thousands of them and women, and, and, and most of them are really, really rock stars. Most of them are really, really good. And I just needed the right topic to take me out of that kind of corporate space and move me into founding my own business. Hmm. That's good. You know, it's interesting. Um, and you're absolutely spot on. I mean, there's, it, you know, leadership coaches or leadership people, whatever it is, it's a bit like knowing 15 accountants or 15 yep. finance, you know, it's yep. one of those common occupations, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And, and things like that. And you've really got to be able to differentiate yourself. Um, interestingly enough, I know that um, in our business, we, uh, we used to do a lot of stuff in corporate well-being. And uh, I know that I've done a lot of research in, in, in terms of employee engagement and happiness. And I know that uh, there's a lot of research um, 
through, uh, I'm just trying to think now off the top of my head, but there's a lot of research out there to suggest that, you know, in pre-engagement is even at an all-time low, even in the pandemic types of times and things like that, right? What have you found um, in your 30 years of leadership and working in sort of what you're doing right now? What's the relationship between happiness and engagement at work? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're really not inseparable, but, but let's go back a little bit and let's just set, set a foundation about where we're at. Because if you think about early 2020, and this was pretty much global, but this was definitely the case, for instance, in the United States. Uh, employee engagement was on the rise in that first quarter. It was really jumping up to numbers we had not seen in a while. Because wow. as you know, engagement has been really pretty low for a while. But in the beginning, that first quarter of 20, engagement was on the rise. I mean, that's really exciting. People taking their discretionary effort putting it back into the team, putting it back into the organization. But of course, when COVID hit, what do you think happened, right? It's so predictable. Engagement took a nosedive. Well, what we're seeing now, and this is really fascinating, there's a recent study out by Gallup, and what they've noticed is, is that engagement is starting to rise again. It went down during COVID, no surprise. It, we were all just so tactical, right? How do we survive? How do we get through this? So we were really focused on the tactical. But here's what's interesting. So Q1 of now 2021, engagement is on the rise. Here's, here's where workforces are starting to struggle, is that well-being is waning. Well-being is going the other way. So we have these divergent paths of engagement rising, but well-being um, um, kind of suffering during this time. Mm, yeah, and I agree. It's interesting. Um, I was actually interviewing, um, uh, what's her face, uh, Emmy Golding, and she runs a, a company which is all around um, mental health and well-being. And her quote was, Don, okay, expect there's going to be a tsunami of depression, stress, and mental health issues around the world. Uh, and that was, when was that? That was around May of last year. So that was a year ago, and it's still yeah. the case today, isn't it? Yeah, well, let's let's think about what what well-being really is. Well-being mm -hmm. is us being able to bring our best selves to whatever we're doing. Right. Right. How do we bring our best selves to the, the office or whatever, wherever we're working, our work environment? And that's what is going to be the challenge in 2021 is maybe less the engagement challenge, but more this well-being challenge. How can we support our employees to bring their best selves to the office? Mm. And it's all around this, this idea of well-being. And, and, and bringing our best selves has so much to do with where's our mindset, right? Where's mm. our mindset at? And if we have the right mindset, there is a direct link to well-being. There is a direct link to performance. And yeah, that's what right. we focus on. And that's what we try to get people to shift, move out of that negative default and move to a positive default. So, okay, that's interesting. Uh, I was going to say to you, I mean, you know what's really fascinating around this conversation? Because I know that with, with a lot of uh, senior management and CEOs, right, they're always looking for the ROI, right? They're always looking for the return on investment type of thing, right? 
But how does an organization, right, quantify or qualify, you know, happiness, right? If, if, if you're saying that happiness and engagement go hand in hand, right, they increase and, and there's a lots of benefits and there's lots of research that Gallup suggests, why is it that CEOs and leaders around the world still continue to think of, you know, using money as an ROI based on their employees to drive engagement up? I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, and, and there is some of that, that, that request for that return on investment. But we know this, that when we have positive individuals and positive teams, every relevant business metric goes up because of what I said before, they're bringing their best selves to the office, right? Mm -hmm. They're able to build partnerships. They're able to collaborate. When they have a positive mindset, their brains are able to leverage the full capacity of their their, their, their technical brain. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a huge connection between having that right, right mindset, our performance and where that perform performance, how that connects to the team and to the organization. Mm. And in things like this go up, think about this for a, a minute, Adam. So here's some of the research, our productivity. And when we have a positive mindset, our productivity goes up, our efficiency goes up. We're less likely to take sick leave. Now there's multiple reasons for that. One, we have a stronger immune system with a positive mindset, right? But the other reason why we take less sick leave, we're more energized, we're more engaged. And here's the other thing that's really important, especially in our workforces today. Our superstars, our high potentials, when they know they're surrounded by other positive people, we're going to retain them. They're going to stay in the organization longer. Yeah, I agree 100%. Listen, guys, if you're listening in, uh, please do me a favor. Give us a like, comment, or share on the comment section below. Uh, we'll be appreciate that. We like to connect with real human beings. If you have a question for Don, uh, feel free to use the comment section today. We are streaming through YouTube, LinkedIn, and on Facebook, of course. Uh, so it'd be great to uh, see any of you guys. Um, I was gonna, it's interesting. You mentioned around, uh, I, I guess my, my next question was around, in order to facilitate this, what you're talking about, this culture of what I call happiness, Don, right? Do you need to really have, does it really need to come from the top downwards? I mean, uh, what's your what you're saying now? Well, leaders define the culture, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to create is these positive cultures. So whenever you drive programs like this or concepts like this, boy, does it help to have the buy-in of leaders and leaders who are, who are preaching from the bully pulpit, look, your well-being is important to us. We want you to bring your absolute best. And the research tells us that having this positive mindset is one of those ways for you to bring your best self to the office. So does it help to have the blessing, the support, the input, the drive of your executive team? Leaders define the culture. So I would say, of course. Now, is that the only way to do it? No. There are certain clients I'm working with where we're working team by team by team. Now, do we have the input of, of the top 1% of the organization directly? Not necessarily. I'd love it, but we don't always. Well, okay, then what's plan B? Team mm. by team by team. Mm. Very cool. 
What is, um, I, I know we've just had a comment come in that says, uh, and you probably read that, uh, positivity comes a lot from friends and family, love and support around the people around the world, a support to value, support, love more, realizing, survive yes. life and boom, right? Boom. Boom. Concentrate on the future and uh, what it can give and to support and drive. I think it's great, actually. I think there's great comment. 100%. Good job, David. So, um, you well, know, hey, I, Adam? Hey Adam, let's let's talk about that for a minute. What Adam sure. just was? Oh, it was David. It was David who said that. Thank you, David, for making that that comment. Let let me look at the comment really quick. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. And and positivity, happiness, optimism are all contagious. Quite frankly, so is negativity. Mm. But one of the things that the research tells us. And there's a, a study out of Harvard. There was a longitudinal study out of Harvard where they studied the lives of almost a thousand men for 75 plus years. And one of the key things that came out of this study is kind of the answer to that question. What is kind of that one thing, that one thing that really drives our happiness? And this is going to be no surprise to you. And it's certainly no surprise to David. But that one thing, according to this Harvard longitudinal study, was positive relationships. Mm. Interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and also, you know, having the right synergy between people as well. I, I, you know, it's interesting. And, and there are so many examples of, I suppose, employees that go to the office, right, even though we don't really go to the office right now, but you get my point, right? And we're kind of, um, and, and and I've been in a situation where you've gone to a job and you don't really want to go because you don't really get on with the people, you know what I mean? Because there's, I don't know, personality clashes or we're from different cultures, different backgrounds, and, and, it's, and then it's kind of, and then it feels like it's kind of like you're being forced to, you know, work as a team type of thing. I mean, if, if, if people were kind of a bit more in sync with each other, um, I guess there would be kind of more positive repercussions off the back of that. But um, I, I suppose my point being is, is that, I suppose you, you, you know, when it comes to uh, talent and when it comes to recruitment and, and taking on the right employees, you've got to make sure you've got that, you've got that right blend of good people, I suppose. Yeah, and that does bring up the point that the work environment is a social environment. Mm. And we all, we all have a very human need. It's a very human need driven, driven genetically since early humankind, this human need to connect with other people. Mm. And we, we are driven to do that. And there's really been obstacles because of COVID to making those human connections. And, and that's where people have been really struggling. In fact, when I do my workshops, um, I'll ask just for one or two words, what has been your predominant emotion over the last year or so, you know, during COVID? And the consistent response is overwhelmed, anxiety ridden, and loneliness. Yeah. And, and I find that really fascinating, but, but that's where it's incumbent upon us, Adam, to go out and be creative and innovative and make those connections with people, even if it's not normal, even if it's different, even if it's 
almost counterintuitive because we're working in our own apartments, in our own homes, in our own offices. We have to be a little bit more creative in terms of making those human connections because those drive our happiness and then our, our happiness drives our performance. Yep, absolutely agree. I mean, we've had a example, we've had a conversations around, there's some great companies out there that have really proved that model. And we talk about, well, I always talk about the Book of Happiness by Tony Heisen and, and Zappos, which is a great example. And you, sir, had some, had some great examples. And the model works, guys. It's not rocket science. It's just the model works, right? Um, <laughs> um, Don, quick question around, you, you said, actually a little bit earlier on, is that you found that in the United States in particular, and I don't know if it's just the United States, that employee engagement has gone up in the first quarter of 21. Why do you think that is, even though most of us are still working from home? What do you think the shift has been? I think there's a couple of things. One, just general hope and optimism. <laughs> We're starting to see, not in all, all areas, and I really hope that those areas improve their COVID numbers soon, but we're, we, there's hope and optimism. We're starting to see things open up. We're starting to see the economy therefore open up. It has been under these, these constraints of COVID and we have this yep. natural inertia that's starting to occur. So we have this hope and optimism that are incredibly inspiring and, and, and motivating. Um, but I also think people have gotten more comfortable in moving away from this tactical part of just surviving what COVID brought to us. And I th think we're starting to move from, okay, we're in this, we're starting to get not normal, but normalcy. We're starting to, to really learn how to operate in this new environment. And we're, we're a bit more comfortable. So if you put that all together, there is this hope, this optimism, this inspiration, this motivation, this engagement um, about where we are and, and perhaps where we're all going to go together. Yeah, love it. Now, I know that you do a lot of stuff in the uh, neuroscience arena, which is a fascinating conversation around neuroscience and stuff. What have you found um, the relationship between neuroscience and I suppose behavioral patterns in the workplace because um, I suppose we need to define what neuroscience really is for make some of our audience members. But could we uh, could we uh, kind of go into there and maybe uh, talk about what you have found in in your in your in your years of working in the corporate world? Well, let's just, let's just call let's keep it simple and, and define our terms neuroscience. So let's just call it the study of the brain and the nervous system, right? Much easier. But but it's but it's so incredibly powerful and 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 Adam, if if you don't mind, I'm going to go back a, a, a couple of years how I started in this and ha how how it drove my passion in this topic. So sure. when I started, what happened was is I was I was running leadership development for a really large global company, and one of my frustrations was that we were doing some great work, but I just wasn't seeing enough behavioral change in a lot of the executives and the, 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 the leaders that we were working with. So I said, let me get to the very great base aspect of this. How do we learn? How do adult human beings learn so that I can um, develop and design a program where they actually learn and it changes behavior, which is the whole focus of my department, the whole focus of my area. So I started to do a little bit of research on the brain and you know that while I right. was doing this, this was probably about a good 12 years ago, almost 15 years ago. 
And I kept running into positive psychology research. I kept, I kept running into this positive psychology research. And it was so compelling. Now, you might wonder, okay, Don, you were studying the brain and how the brain learns, but then you kept running into positive psychology research. Why is that? Because the realm of positive psychology is so evidence-based. It is so based on the scientific method because that's the only way it's going to gain any credibility. So the researchers, the PhDs, these brilliant researchers said, we have to be able to prove the power of a positive mindset beyond a shadow of a doubt. So it has to be baked in science. It has to be evidence-based, which is why I kept running into these studies in this research. Um, and, and our positive, our positivity begins with our brain. And let me just explain this real quick and I'll, I'll let it, because I know you have a follow-up question. When we have a negative mindset, we actually limit the power of our own brain, right? Because our brain's primary function is our survival, not our life satisfaction. So we have this, this negativity bias. Right. So when our brain is under threat and it's existing in this negative, dangerous world, that means the limbic system is in charge of the brain. That's the emotional part of our brain. And when that occurs, we actually limit the capability of our brain because all the brain that's focused on is our survival. So we limit our capability. But if we could free ourselves from that and default to that positive mindset, here's the physiolog physiological change that occurs with a positive mindset. You then have, with a positive mindset, the full capacity of, of your brain. It becomes a multiplier to all your other skills and capabilities. And I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. This is really underlined by the, the research by Barbara Fredrickson and her broaden and build theory, which you've, you've, you're probably familiar with. But all she's saying is that when we have a positive mindset, we are better in every domain of our life and we can take full advantage of this wonderful brain, this wonderful space between our ears. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. I know we had uh, another comment that just quickly came in before we wrap up. Um, so David said, uh, oh, let's bring that up, actually, so we can all see it. Uh, it does not take much anyone to give people a pat on the back. Absolutely, it doesn't. And say, well done. A bit of enthusiasm. Be positive will make someone else positive, and the chain will follow. Sometimes just to listen to people will take a lot of weight off people's shoulders. What do you reckon, Don? Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Dave. And, and when we work with, with leaders, that is one of the things that we talk about. Now, that doesn't mean you don't give constructive feedback. Of course you do, but you do it in a psychologically safe way. Of course yeah. you do. But, but as a leader, you don't look for people doing things wrong. You look for people doing things right, and then you give them that immediate feedback. That doesn't mean that you can't speak with candor. You can't give them constructive feedback. Of course you can. But boy, leaders need to really look for to catch their employees doing something right. I love it. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. That's awesome. And some great comments in the comment section. So, guys, if you are listening in to the recording, please do. Please do us a favor. Do do make a comment on the comment section below. Um, and uh, what's I say? Um, I know that we are going to be. Um, uh, 
wrapping up now. But um, Don, do us a favor. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you, Adam. And I appreciate your time and everybody who was on the call. I really appreciate. Um, you can always go to my website. It's gopositive.com. Go positive without the E dot com. Or feel free to just drop me a note if you have any questions. Don at gopositive.com. Again, go positive without the E. <laughs> oh, also, you can connect with Don on LinkedIn as well, because I know that Don's uh, an avid on, on LinkedIn as well. So, uh, Don, listen, great to have you on the show, buddy. Thank you, my friend. It was great to see you. And uh, I know that we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Guys, hope you've enjoyed today's show. Uh, just make sure that you uh, connect with Don as well. If you have any questions around the whole kind of happiness and positive psychology, maybe, you're having, maybe you are an organization and you're looking to embrace or bring an expert like Don in, then uh, feel free to reach out to him because uh, he's an absolute powerhouse in what he does. The other thing we we're going to say as well, it's a shame actually, Don, uh, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. GM, GMT, we're actually going to be doing how to create a culture of collaboration on Clubhouse tomorrow morning. So if you guys would like to come and join the conversations and you'd like to come and follow us on Clubhouse, we're going to have some great moderators that's going to be joining us. Please do me a favor, go to Clubhouse, follow us on at Adam Strong, and you can connect with us as well. So hope you enjoyed today's show and we'll speak to you again. We'll be back on here next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Uh, GMT at uh, UK time, that is. And uh, we'll be going from there. So just make sure it's uh, Don, D-O-N, at go positive without the E on the end.com. And uh, you can connect with him on there. So uh, from me and Don, have a great Wednesday. See you soon. Take care. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.